Welcome to the Brave Church Podcast. We're so glad you decided to join us. Wherever you're listening from, we hope you're encouraged and inspired by today's message. Welcome to Brave Church today. Come on, we are so excited to be here and we've got some friends with us today and we are ready to preach back. We are ready for the Word of God. Come on, how incredible was worship this morning and this afternoon, whenever you're watching this incredible time for us to just engage and have an encounter with God in the presence of God in worship. I'm telling you, worship is one of our favorite experiences here at Brave Church, and you really, really need the first 15 minutes of this service to really open your heart for the Word of God. We're about to jump in, but before we do that, I just want to share a couple of announcements with you. First of all, let me say this. If you are watching this live In the morning, like Sunday morning, I want you to know that today we are doing baptisms at 3 p.m. And you can still register at brave.guide to get the information, to get the location for our baptism service. I can tell you, already we have close to a record number of people who are going to be baptized today. Come on, isn't this incredible? Like in the middle of a pandemic, People are like, man, I just am hungry for God, and there's so much hunger there. And so don't worry, we're going to social distance. The water's clean, and we're going to make sure that you're safe. But you know what? Revival cannot stop in a pandemic. And there are many of you today that you're watching, and Jesus commanded, be baptized. And you haven't taken that next step. Why wait? Well, pastor, I'm going to wait till the pandemic. I mean, you're going to wait a year? You're going to wait six months, however long? Take the plunge today. Go to brave.guide. You can sign up. We'll get you the information. It's going to be incredible. Hey, also, dinner parties are next week. Anybody excited for dinner parties? And uh, dinner parties is where we do life together. You need people in your life. I need you. You need us. We need each other. And we need to make sure that we are connected in this time. Can I tell you, during this season in our world and what's happening in our culture, This is the most important time for you to be connected to a smaller group of people. I know you're watching service right now, and that is great. But this is one-way communication. You need to be on a Zoom call. Some of them are meeting in person. They're socially distancing at parks. But you need a smaller group of people, right, that that you can share what you're going through, people to pray with you, to join with you, to fight with you, and then... You can fight with them for their battles. And we need each other. And I just know that's just an important aspect to what we're doing. Can I tell you one last thing? Is we have one of the greatest student ministries on the planet. Brave Youth. Come on, any teenagers watching today? Anybody love Brave Youth? Throw it in the comments down there. But let me tell you something. Brave Youth is, is not a youth ministry. It's not a youth group. This is a youth movement in South Florida. And we have the best youth pastors and youth leaders, I'm telling you, on the entire planet. And every Wednesday at 7 p.m., they have a live service on YouTube. You can find that in our links. And we just want you to make sure you invite every teenager you know, because Brave Youth is where it's at on Wednesday. So, hey, if you're hungry for God's word, you're ready. Come on, would you put some comments in the section below? Let us know. And let me just say this, Brave Church you have done such a good job getting the word out about services. In fact, let me say, over the last several weeks, we have been posting record numbers in our online views and then the views after the service has already aired. 
And let me just encourage you. Would you take a moment and share this right now with someone? There is a share button on the bottom of the screen, whether you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, Instagram. We would love it if you would share this right now. I believe someone in your world needs this message and someone in your world needs to hear what God is about to speak to us. So today, you know, we're continuing in our series called Triggered. And the whole idea with Triggered is this, is that there are things in our our life that trigger us, right? That bring up these negative emotions and these toxic things in our life. And, and, And we really have to discover what is it that triggers us? Like, what is it that really pulls those negative things out of us? And last week we talked about forgiveness. We talked about we need to forgive other people. Because if we have unforgiveness in our hearts towards other people, then, then what happens is, is that things begin to trigger us and anger comes out and resentment comes out. And unforgiveness towards people is perhaps one of the most important things that we need to deal with. But today what I want to share with you is your biggest need. In fact, that's the title for today's message is simply this, your biggest need. You may think that your biggest need is water, but it's not. You may think that your biggest need is food. And I know some of you were coming off of our seven days of prayer and fasting. And some of you are like, no, that is definitely my biggest need right now. Like, I need a hamburger. I need some pizza. Like, I need food, but that's not your biggest need. Some of you, you think that your biggest need is a relationship. You may think, I need a boyfriend. I need a girlfriend. I need a husband. I need a wife. That's not your biggest need. Some of you, your biggest need is not even a job right now. Like maybe you are in an atmosphere where you've been laid off of a job or you're looking for another job or maybe you're in a business and things are going well, but you feel like, man, what I need to get my business to the next level is to close this deal and to get this customer. Can I tell you, that's not your biggest need. Your biggest need, my biggest need, our biggest need is what we're going to talk about today. And it is on the topic of forgiveness, but it's not forgiving other people, you and I, our biggest need is the ability to forgive ourselves. You know what I've discovered is that one of the things that holds so many people back after they have forgiven other people that have hurt them and and after perhaps they've had the ability to say, I'm sorry, and to receive forgiveness from someone else, or, or they've been able to offer forgiveness to someone else, but they don't forgive themselves. Like I've seen so many times that people are walking around with, with the baggage and the pain and the, the hurt, the, the regrets of their decisions in their lives. And maybe you're watching today and, and that's you. You're living with the regret of a decision that you made that ended a marriage or ended a relationship. And, and you've not been able to move forward because you are living with this regret and this pain towards your own self. And if you're not careful, you have these bags that you carry. Imagine like just like suitcases and heavy bags and you're carrying it. And and God has forgiven you, but you haven't forgiven you. Or maybe you're here today and maybe it's a decision that you made that caused you to lose your job. It's your dream job and you haven't forgiven yourself. Or maybe you quit school or maybe you failed that class, right? And you just haven't forgiven yourself because you've never got back on track after you had so much momentum and so much energy, but you haven't forgiven yourself of that. And because of that, you feel like, man, I'm such a loser or I'm I'm just not good enough. I'm not smart enough. Or maybe you're watching this today. And could it be that 
one of the things you haven't forgiven yourself of is you've lived a, a lifetime of bad habits and maybe it's been addictions and those addictions have caused you to feel like you've wasted some of your best years on this planet. And you look back over your life and because of those habits and addictions and maybe bad behavior patterns, you look back and you say, man, how much time I've wasted. If, if only I had surrendered that to God sooner. If only I had listened to Pastor David or my youth pastor or, or, or just a leader in my life, I would have just been able to do so much more in my life. But look at all the destruction and all the pain in my life. And here's what I know is that there's so many of us today that we are carrying regrets and pain. Maybe it's opportunities that you missed. Maybe it was a business opportunity and you didn't take a risk. You didn't take a step of faith and you're just sitting there thinking, man, I should have done that. Or, I shouldn't have done that. And I, I should have done things different in my life. I should have moved. I should have gone here. And if you and I aren't careful, we have these bags on our shoulders. And here's the thing. You and I can never become all that God wants us to be as long as we're carrying that. I feel like even right now, there's a parent who is watching. I don't know who I'm speaking to right now. But you have pain in your life. You haven't forgiven yourself because you've said, man, I haven't been a great parent. Or maybe you're watching and you're saying, well, look how my kids have turned out. And you're blaming yourself and you're blaming yourself and you have all this guilt and shame on your life and you can't move forward because you are stuck in the past. Can I tell you something? If you're carrying bags today, God didn't put those on you. God didn't say, hey, pick up this bag of pain and this bag of shame and this, this, this weight of guilt. Can I tell you, if we're carrying those things in our life, God didn't put it on us. We put it on ourselves. And today I believe this is such an important message for you and I. It's, it is a powerful message. Come on, I even feel right now, even in this atmosphere, right? Like, like I feel like we're already, like in the first five minutes of this message, like we've gone there. Like we're there. You're like, man, I feel it. You're tuned in, pastor. This has gone deep. It's gone to my core. And we're going to keep going there today because God wants to set you free. Come on. God wants to set us free of the pain of guilt and shame of our past. Are you ready right now? Come on, as you're watching this, whether it's a 10, the 12, the 5, or the 7, come on, I want you to begin watching, and I want you to type something in the comment. Let us know that God's working in your heart and moving in you. You know, one of my favorite stories in Scripture actually deals with the subject. It's talking about this man named Peter. Peter was a disciple of Jesus. And we pick up in the book of Matthew where Jesus is on his way to Galilee, and Scripture says that they've just had the Last Supper. Jesus says and Jesus predicts that, that Peter will deny Jesus three times. And we find now Peter is in the streets, and all of a sudden people begin to notice Peter. And they say, hey, weren't you with Jesus? And Peter denies Jesus, not once, not twice, but three times Peter denies Christ. And it's very important because Scripture points out that Jesus and Peter lock eyes. Peter sees Jesus from the distance when he denies him the third time and they lock eyes. And look what it says in Matthew chapter 26, verse 75. Suddenly, Jesus's words flash through Peter's mind. Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times and you will deny that you even know me. And look at Peter's response. And Peter went away weeping 
bitterly. What's crazy is that Peter and Jesus are like best friends. Peter has seen the miracles of God. Peter has seen blind eyes open. Like if there's anyone who should not doubt that Jesus is who he said he was, it would be Peter. Like that's why scripture says, blessed are those who see and believe, but even more blessed are those who never saw Jesus, walked with Jesus, and yet we believe. But Peter was one of those select people on the planet who walked with Jesus, ate with Jesus. I mean, he was at the Last Supper. And yet when it came time for Peter to make a stand for Christ, he denies him three times. In fact, one of the people that intimidates Peter is a small little girl. This young little girl says, aren't you one of Jesus' disciples? Didn't I see you with Jesus? And Peter like curses at this little girl, denying emphatically. But look at the result. Immediately, he felt guilt. And he felt shame. And he felt pain. And he felt regret. Scripture says he wept bitterly. And here's what I know. Some of you today, you find yourself like Peter. That there's something in your life that has caused those negative emotions. Can I tell you, that will keep you from experiencing God's plan for your life. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down because unforgiveness towards yourself is so powerful. And here's the reason why. Would you write this down? Unforgiveness will rob you. Unforgiveness will rob you. I don't think that we just need to forgive others. I think we need to forgive ourselves. So pastor, how do I get over my past? Like we all have a past. And if there's one thing that I know that you know, but we really don't know it. Like you know it in your head, but today I want you to get it in your heart. And here's the statement I want to give you. We all make mistakes. Come on, we all make mistakes. Have you made mistakes? Have you made mistakes? Have you made mistakes? Have you made mistakes? Like there's no one on this stage who's perfect. And yet here we are proclaiming the goodness of God. We all make mistakes. And here's the truth about that. Is that if we don't acknowledge that we are human and our biggest need is forgiveness, then here's what our mistakes will do. Our mistakes will rob us. Our mistakes will literally be like a thief who comes into your life. And unforgiveness toward ourselves is like a thief who like sneaks into your life. You don't even see that the thief is there. And if you saw it, you would stop it, right? Like someone breaks into your house, breaks your car, you don't, you don't see the thief. But they break in and they steal it when you're not looking. And here's what unforgiveness towards ourselves does. It steals things from us that we don't even realize are gone until we really need them the most. And I believe that's what's happened. Some of you, you've tried to move forward with God and then you go to grab something in your life and it's not there. And the reason why is because you really haven't forgiven yourself. And today, that's going to break. Come on. Today, we're going to walk away from our past. We all have one, but we're not going to be held by our past any longer. And you have to understand that unforgiveness does some dangerous things. Number one, write this down. Unforgiveness disconnects you from God. Unforgiveness will disconnect you from God. What's crazy is that Peter was following Jesus, and then he made this mistake, and then Scripture tells us that Peter walks away from Jesus. Can I tell you, some of you today are not where you used to be with Jesus, and it's because you are filled with guilt and shame of mistakes you've made. 
In fact, I, I've, I've talked to people. I've been a pastor for over a decade. And I, I find with people that so many times, when people begin to disengage from church and walk away from church, it's not really because of offense. It's not because, oh, the church hurt me or someone hurt me. You know what it is? We hurt ourselves, and we feel too guilty and too ashamed to still go to church because we think God is mad at us. In fact, I want to talk to someone who's watching right now. You had to talk yourself into watching today. You didn't even feel worthy. I'm, I'm not even talking about walking into a church building, but to even turn on this YouTube channel. You know who I'm talking. I'm speaking to someone specifically right now. You're watching this, and you debated even watching it because you're like, man, I, just, I, I messed up really bad. I'm just not even worthy to hear it. And God caused you to tune in today because he wants you to know he loves you. He doesn't want you to be disconnected from him. You may not feel close to Jesus anymore, but can I tell you, if you don't feel close to God, you feel like God is distant from you. Guess who moved? Not God. God hasn't moved. We've moved. But how I picture it is this, is our guilt and shame of our past, the, the negative emotions we have about our failures and our mistakes, they begin to pile up. And as they pile up in our life, it's like a mountain in our life. And all of a sudden, like, man, we held on to this mistake and that mistake and that mistake and that failure and that thing I said, and I lost my temper there and I shouldn't have done that and I shouldn't have spent this and I shouldn't have bought that house and I shouldn't have done. And all of these mistakes and all of these failures in our life, they mount up. And guess what? Jesus is still right there. It's just that all of those things are blocking our view of him. And today what God wants to do is he wants to tear down the mountain of pain in our life, of unforgiveness in our life, because he wants to be connected to you. Number two is this. You have to understand when we don't forgive ourselves, unforgiveness will cause you to be depressed. Unforgiveness will depress you. The Bible says that Peter went away and he wept bitterly. You don't weep bitterly unless you are absolutely feeling depressed. And discouraged. Could it be that today the reason why you feel so down, the reason why you feel so discouraged, the reason why you feel like, man, I just, I can't go on another day. It's because you have allowed unforgiveness. You haven't walked away from your past. Yeah, you've lived some days from it, but it keeps catching back up to you. And it causes you to be depressed. Can I tell you, it is impossible to be happy and carry the baggage of unforgiveness toward ourselves at the same time. You won't find joy if you're holding on to the baggage of our past. And in fact, what we find is that Peter gets so depressed that he goes back to his old lifestyle. And that is my concern for you. And can I just say this? I'm going to go off my notes for a minute and just speak what I feel like the Holy Spirit is saying. That is the danger of us not meeting together in church. Can I tell you, church at home is not church. You're like, wait, 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 wait. We, did, we called this thing brave at home. Let me help you out. The danger with this pandemic is, is that when we gather together in an environment in this building, something happens. There's like an encounter. When we're here today, like, that's why I have people up here to help me preach. Can I tell you, when I preached to an empty room, like it was like, man, there's like something was missing. But we had four people on the stage who preach back that are full of faith. All of a sudden, man, the message comes alive. I preach better. I feel the presence of God stronger because Hebrew says, don't neglect gathering together. And can I tell you, some of us, 
because you have pain of your mistakes or your past, and because we haven't gathered together on a regular basis, you have gone back to your old lifestyle. And that is the enemy's tactic and his plan for you. So, Pastor, what do I do? As soon as you hear or you read on social media, let me just say, let me give you an insight. Tonight at 6 p.m., tonight at 6 p.m., right there where you are, say, tonight at 6 p.m. You guys are so awesome. Tonight at 6 p.m., we're having a leaders meeting at Brave Church. We're going to social distance. You're like, well, I'm not a leader. You can sign up for leadership tonight. We're having live worship. Come on, yeah. We're going to preach. Last Sunday night, we had it. Unbelievable. Presence. Why are we doing this? Because you need to be in an atmosphere. Come on. They can help you get over this, what we're talking about. Peter forgot what it was to be in the presence of Jesus. And because of that, he went back to his old lifestyle. Like here he is, a man of God, chosen of God. And he goes back. Like he stopped moving forward. He, he went back. And why? Number three, write this down. Unforgiveness will dominate your mind. Come on, would you write this down in your notes? Unforgiveness will dominate your mind. I see this even in my own life. I don't know about you, but man, unforgiveness can just like take over my mind. Like, where I begin to rehearse over and over and over and over. Remember last week, I gave you this statement. If you didn't get it or you didn't see it, write this down. You have to release it because what you don't release, you will rehearse. And I just want to say that again to you because some of you, the pain of your past is dominating your mind. You can't even think about future things. You can't even dream about tomorrow because you're so stuck in the pain of yesterday. Come on, today, God wants you to take captive your mind. That's why the, the word of God says this, that we take captive every thought. Come on, we take captive every thought. Come on, I want to say it again. We take captive every thought. Come on, in Jesus' name, come on, we take captive every thought. Some of you are letting your thoughts take you captive, but not today. Come on, we're going to take captive every thought. And what does scripture say? Make it become obedient to the plan and the purpose of God for your life. So we're not going to be dominated. We're going to dominate. That's why through this pandemic, the vision at Brave Church has not stopped. We're not letting this, vi this pandemic dictate our vision. No, this pandemic is not going to dominate the vision of God. The vision of God will dominate this pandemic. And we're going to keep reaching people. We're going to keep taking risks. We're going to keep taking steps of faith. That's why this week I was downtown looking at a location, a building for Brave Church. You know why? Because you cannot stop a move of God. But if you don't forgive yourself, your past will dominate you. Come on, today's a day to get free. Someone right there where you are, you need to just put your hand over your heart and say, God, help me to dominate my past. Help me to get through this. Come on, right there, right there where you are. I know I'm not at the end of the message where we normally do ministry, but I just feel right here, right here, God, in Jesus' name, I pray that you would break the backbone of the enemy, that spirit, that lying spirit. Can I tell you, fear is a spirit. Can I tell you, regret and guilt and shame is a spirit. That's why the Bible says this. I'm going off notes. Here we go. That's why this, the Bible says this, that we don't give in to a spirit of fear. God's not called you to have a spirit of fear. Scripture calls fear a spirit. Fear is not an emotion. 
Fear is not a feeling. Fear is a spirit. It is a demonic spirit. And some of you, oh my God, I feel freedom in this place. Some of you right now, you didn't know why you can't get over it. You don't know why you can't stop crying. You don't know why you can't just, man, just break free. It's because there's been a demonic spirit that's been a sign. Oh man, y'all didn't hear me say that. We take authority over it in Jesus' name. And we're going to release you to be all that God's called you to be. Your business will flourish. Your family will flourish. Your finances will flourish. Your university studies will flourish. Your relationships and marriages will flourish. You know why? Because now we're going after that spirit to break it off of you. I will not be dominated. I will dominate in Jesus' name. Woo! Josh, that's good preaching right there. We have the best camera crew here, man. Josh just fell out. That's good. I'm just kidding. Here, number four, write this down. You have to understand, understand number four is this. Unforgiveness will destroy your progress. Peter went back to his old life. He stopped moving forward, but he started going back. Because he wouldn't forgive himself. So, pastor, I get it. I get it. I I need to do this. Help, help us. Let, Let me teach, let me teach you and help you here for a minute. How you can forgive yourself. Are you ready? Come on, if you're ready, type it in the comments that you're ready. Come on, some of you, I said this earlier, but you really need to share this message right now. You feel God is speaking to your heart and you know someone in your family that's wrestling with this. You need to share it. You need to share it. You need to share. We're not trying to get views. We're trying to get breakthroughs. That's what we're trying to do. I don't care about views. I care about breakthroughs. So come on, share this with someone. So how do I forgive myself? Number one, write this down. Three requirements to forgive yourself. Number one is this. Forgiving yourself begins with understanding how God has forgiven you. How do you forgive yourself? Well, you have to understand how God has forgiven you. Mark chapter 16 verse 5 says this. This is sometime afterwards, after Peter denied Jesus. Look what happens. Jesus has died. He's risen from the dead. It says, when they entered the tomb, they saw a young man clothed in a white robe sitting on the right side. The women were shocked, but the angel said, don't be alarmed. Are you looking for Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified? He isn't here. He is risen from the dead. Look, this is where they laid his body. Now, go tell his disciples. Watch this. Look, look what it says. Go tell his disciples, including who? Come on, who, who, who they say to include? Including Peter, that Jesus is going ahead of you to Galilee. You'll see him there just as he told you before he died. What is so crazy is Jesus has risen from the dead after Peter denied him and the angel tells them, hey, go tell the disciples and also don't forget to tell who? Peter, the one who who messed up, the one who blew it, the one who denied his best friend. Jesus, when Jesus was at the most critical time in his life on this earth and yet the angel said this, God has already forgiven you, Peter. You need to forgive yourself. That is the grace of God. Is anybody thankful today for the grace of God that we have in our life? And let me just give you four characteristics of God's forgiveness. So four characteristics of God's forgiveness. Number one, write this down. God forgives instantly. 1 John chapter 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins, God is faithful. Come on, right where you are, say faithful and just and will will forgive our sins and purify us of all unrighteousness. You know, the great thing about God is this. God forgives instantly. And you know what God doesn't do? God doesn't say, 
when you ask him to forgive you, God's not like, well, I mean, I don't know. Mm, I don't know. Let me think about it. No, come on. He doesn't do that. Like God's not saying, well, you know what? You need to suffer a little bit before I forgive you. Or you know what? You really, really, really need to think about how bad of a human being you are before I'll forgive you. No, no, no. Scripture says this, that he will forgive us of our sins. Well, Pastor David, what are you saying then? Are you saying that I shouldn't feel bad for my sins? No, absolutely. But do you know how long you should feel bad about your sins that you commit, that we commit? Do you know how long you should feel bad? About 10 seconds. Because that's about as long as it takes for you to confess your sin to God and say, God, would you forgive me? God, would you help me to crucify my flesh? Can I tell you, there's like a, and some of you have been hurt by church because they've made you feel like really, really, really bad for your sins. And it's like the more guilt you feel, the more holy you are. And can I tell you, that's not true. That's not God. God's not into guilt. God doesn't want you to feel guilt. Guilt is not from God. God will convict, but God does not condemn. I just made some like religious people really mad because religious people love to like suppress and oppress people and just make them feel really bad even though they've got sins too. But Jesus sets people free. I'm going to say it again, that God does not bring condemnation. He brings conviction. If you're here today and you're watching and you feel condemned over your past, that's either from the devil or that's from your own self bringing that. But that is not from God because God forgives instantly. Number two, you need to write this down. God forgives completely. Aren't you so thankful that God doesn't like say, well, I'm going to forgive like 90% of what you did. But man, that 10%, that was real. Like that was really bad, man. Like, woo, that was a doozy. Like that was crazy. No, no, no. God forgives completely. I love this in the same verse, 1 John 1, 9. If we confess all our sins, God is faithful and just and will forgive our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. All. That word all in the original Greek is literally translated to mean this. It's a huge word in the Greek. That word all means this. All. Which means this. He forgives completely. Like already when Jesus was hanging on the cross and when he said, it is finished, can I tell you he really meant that? Like it's finished. It's done. I I forget it. Let's move on. If I've moved on, why don't you move on? And so you need to know that over your past, God's moved on. So why don't you move on today? God forgives us completely. Number three, write this down. God forgives repeatedly. Now, can, can I just talk to you for a second? Like, have you ever committed the same sin twice? Right? Like, I have. How about this? You ask God to forgive you, and then you commit the same sin again. You're like, Okay, God, here I am again. Would you, would you forgive me again? Let me ask you this. Like, you ever like committed a sin and then like 30 seconds, 30 seconds later, you commit the same sin again? And like you come to God and you feel embarrassed to even ask God to forgive you again. And like you're like, okay, um, I asked God yesterday, this morning, last night, and I, I'm just not going to, I'm just embarrassed to talk to God about this anymore because God, here I am again. Like I just, I blew it again. Can I tell you forgiveness is the very nature of God? And not only does God forgive instantly and completely, but God forgives repeatedly. I'm so thankful that God isn't like, hey, hey, you've got like a forgiveness policy of 10. You get 10 mess ups. You know, after 10, we're done. I'm so thankful. Like there's not like an age kind of thing where God's like, I will forgive you as many times as your age. Like if you're 40, 
I'm going to forgive you 40 times. If you're 18, 18 times over. No, no, no. God forgives repeatedly. That means this. Not that we just sin saying, okay, I'm just going to ask God to forgive me. I'm not going to feel bad or whatever. No, 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 no. We don't walk into it. But when you are human, that's where we realize our greatest need as humans is forgiveness. And guess what? God knows that. Like God knows that is your biggest need is forgiveness. That's why he sent his son Jesus into the world. He gave what he loved the most as a sacrifice for you and I. You know why? Because we're human. And he says, I love you so much. I'm going to supply your greatest need because you are going to need a lot of forgiveness. So, man, he forgives us repeatedly. That's why 1 John 1, 9, same verse says, if we confess, he is faithful and just. If we confess. Some of you have stopped confessing your sins to God because you just said, man, God doesn't want me to. Can I tell you, that's the beautiful thing about Brave Church that we introduce you to the fact that you can go to God directly to confess your sins. Can I tell you, you don't need a priest. You don't even have to call Pastor Dan. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll help you. I'll walk you through it. Reach out to our office. We'll do it. Like, hit me up. Like, we'll, we'll walk you through forgiveness. But sometimes people say, Pastor David, and, and I get it because of our culture and where we live in Miami. And we have like a, a you know, a, a religious city, even though 97% of our city doesn't go to church. And people will sometimes reach out, Pastor David, would you forgive me uh, of sinning? And I'm like, well, what did you do to me? And oh, no, not to you, like to God. I'm like, well, I can't forgive you. I didn't die for you. And you don't need someone as a buffer to get to God. Like, why don't we, that's like you like wanting to call, like, say you're here today, like you want to call your sister, but you're like, well, I got to call my aunt first and let her call us in to my sister and like conference call us in on the phone. No, just call your sister. That's what we do with God. You don't need a third person. You can go straight to God. Come on, somebody needs to get excited about that, that he loves you so much. He's like, you've got a direct line to me. Come on, I want to forgive you, and I want to forgive you repeatedly. Number four, write this down. God forgives freely, which means this. Forgiveness doesn't cost you anything. You couldn't pay for it because you couldn't afford it, but you couldn't earn it either. That's the great thing about forgiveness. That's why in Ephesians 2.8 it says this. It is by grace, someone say grace, Grace. that you have been saved through faith. That's why you need to be in the house of God Sunday night at 6 p.m. if you can. And we'll social distance, we'll open up overflow if we have to, we'll do what we have to do. That's why you need, because you need to have faith. The Bible says this, faith comes by hearing the word of God. By being together, Hebrews, don't neglect gathering together. It's by grace you have been saved through faith. Not of yourselves. In other words, you can't earn this. Why? It says, it is a gift of God. Not of works. In other words, you cannot earn salvation. Some of you have thought, well, man, I'm not good enough to, to know God. I'm not, I'm not a Christian enough to, to go to church or to be involved and to be a leader. No, no, no. Scripture says it's not by works. You know why it's not by works? Because it says, so that no one can boast. If salvation was by works, you know what we would do? We would boast about it. We'd tell people, look how holy I am. Look how special I am. And Jesus is like, no, we're not going to do that. I forgive freely and repeatedly, completely and instantly. So how do I forgive myself? How do I do this? Number two, write this down. I'm going to close here in a minute. How do we forgive ourselves? Write this down. Leave your bags with Jesus. Jesus. 
Leave your baggage with Jesus. After Jesus has risen from the dead, look what it says in John chapter 21, verse 7. I love this verse. It says this, Then the disciple Jesus loved said to Peter, It's the Lord. And when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his tunic, for he had stripped down for work, and he jumped in the water, and he headed for shore. Now watch this. You've got to capture what's happening here. Come on, put yourself in the Bible. Let it come alive for a minute. Peter's denied Jesus. He goes back to his old way of life. He's back on the fishing boat. He's a hot-headed, hot-tempered, angry man who used foul language, probably perverse language, probably said things that would just make like sailors like blush. Like that's Peter. Like that's who God called and chose, right? And all of a sudden Jesus shows up and Peter sees Jesus again. After Jesus has risen from the dead, Peter went back to his old way of life back to his old addictions, back to his, like, just bad habits. And then he sees Jesus again. And look at Peter's response when he sees Jesus. The Bible is so specific. It says this, that he doesn't even have his clothes on because he's fishing on the boat by himself. Gross, right? I know. But he's, he's naked and he sees Jesus and he doesn't even bother to, like, get dressed. He jumps in the water to go find Jesus to say, God, would you forgive me? I'm so Sorry, God, would you just redeem me? Jesus, thank you for coming and finding me. Can I tell you, that is exactly what so many of us need to do today. Some of you right now, this is that moment that we read in Scripture. This is that moment for you that Jesus has shown up through the form of a YouTube pastor, a brave church pastor. And you're seeing Jesus again. And Jesus is calling you back out of your past. Right now, come on, let me just declare that over you. Some of you need to stop what you're doing right now like Peter and just run towards Jesus. Some of you need just to stop like you're, 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 you're working right now. You need to like put your work down. Some of you are at home and your kids are going crazy. Some of you are, are watching this while you're cooking lunch or cooking breakfast. Come on, I just want to encourage you. Just stop what you're doing. And right now, just focus on God. You just need to say, God... I'm going to run to you. Why? Because I'm going to leave my baggage with Jesus. Some of you need to give Jesus that mistake that broke that relationship. Come on, you need to give it to him. Some of you need to give Jesus that mistake of the business that you lost because it was a bad decision and you just can't get through it. Some of you haven't gotten over the past of losing your job, even though the past was just maybe last week or last month and You don't even have the energy to send out resumes or to step out in faith again. Can I tell you, your breakthrough is on the other end of your actions. You just need to say, God, I'm going to run to you. I'm going to put my faith in you. Some of you, you you need to run to Jesus and say, no, I haven't been the parent that I could have been. Some of you have gone through divorce. Some of you have gone through pain and you're blaming yourself and what's happening with your kids. And You just need to say, Jesus, I'm not going to live in that any longer. I'm not going to live in guilt. I'm not going to live in shame. I'm not going to live in the past. Can I tell you? Because some of you may say, well, Pastor David, that's easy for you to say. You're a pastor. I'm sure everything goes great for you. Are you kidding me? Listen, if we're not careful, thoughts and feelings of failure of your past will dominate your mind. But you know why I'm able to lead Brave Church and say, man, let's take the city. Let's look at buildings downtown. Because I've learned this process that when I run to Jesus, He takes all the weight off of our shoulders. 
I couldn't be your pastor today if I didn't practice this. I couldn't be the man that God wants me to be, the man of God he's called me to be, if I didn't walk in this. And some of you today, you need to say, Jesus, I can't, I can't fight these addictions any longer. And so today, I'm going to run to you. How do I forgive myself? How do I do this? Number three, I'm going to close with this point. I want you to write this down. Number three is this, move forward to what God has next. We're going to move forward to what God has next. Come on, we're going to move forward to what God has next. I love Peter. Peter goes and he finds Jesus. He swims out to Jesus. Jesus tells Peter, Peter, I've forgiven you already. Man, I love you. What are you doing out here on this boat, man? Why did you go back to your old way? Why did you go back to thinking like this and, and acting like this? Peter, and Peter's like, I know, but I'm in. I'm ready to do this. And we look at Peter's life, and can I tell you, Peter was there in Acts chapter 1 where the Holy Spirit fell in the upper room. Peter was there. He was present. You know why? Because he moved forward. Go to the next chapter, Acts chapter 2. It is the birth of the church. Peter is preaching to over 3,000 people. Thousands of people get saved and people turn to God. You know why? Because Peter moved forward. Fast forward from that. Peter goes and he starts churches and he's launching campuses of the church in the New Testament. Do you know why? All because Peter said, I'm going to move forward to what God has next. Man, I'm so excited for someone watching today because you're about to enter into the next season God has for you. Come on, you may be watching, you're like, I don't feel it. Come on, let me feel it for you. Let me pay it forward in faith for you. God's got a next season for you. And if you will let go of the pain, of your mistakes, of your failure, of the shame, of the guilt, of the hurt and the regret and the remorse, can I tell you something? God will move you to your next season. And some of you are about to walk into the greatest season of your life that you've ever had. And it's because you are unloading the bags from your heart. You know, as I'm preaching this today, one thing I know is that it is one thing to hear the message. But that's why the Bible says this. Don't just be hearers of the word. But scripture says, be doers of the word. So right now where you are, I'm going to ask you to close your notebook or your notes. Maybe you just need to take your phone and just lay it down for a second. And I want to help you take a next step to do the word of God. If you just hear this message, but you do nothing with it, you've wasted 35 minutes of your life. But if you have heard the word for these last 35 minutes, and in the next two minutes, you make an action step, you could quite possibly, definitely change the rest of your life. Right there where you are, I want to minister to you. You're sitting there and I know because every single week people will write in and say, man, Pastor David, how did you know? It's like you were talking to me. That's the Holy Spirit. It's not me. I've got no powers. I'm just flesh and blood like you are. I just... I'm just a, a human who said yes to God. And can I tell you, I'm not even a naturally gifted public speaker. I've not eaten anything today. I'm going to tell you something. Many people don't know. I don't eat at all, well, partly because today we're fasting, right? But but usually when I preach, like I, I don't eat before I preach because I get physically sick, even when it's through a camera. 
because it's just, it's not my natural strength. I'm an introvert, but I'm just someone who said yes to God. And what you're feeling today, it's not because you've got some charismatic preacher on TV or on your phone that's just trying to work you and trying to get you to, no, no, no. That is the Holy Spirit speaking to you. He's wanting to free you. He's wanting to free us. So right where you are, would you do something? Would you just lift your hands? We, we do this. It's There's nothing magical, obviously, about this, but it's symbolic. This is just an act of I surrender. When you lift up your hands and your hands are empty, and some of you, your hands are like this. I, I, I just see it right now. I, I just see it just prophetically. Like, it, in, it's a Sunday that some of you are just like, you were like this, and you didn't even realize it. Come on, I want you to open your hands. Some of you are, are like this because there's so much pain and hurt in your life. Come on, we're going to release that to God right now. And with our hands lifted up, I want to pray this prayer, and I want you to pray it to yourself. In Jesus' name, we walk away from our past. And in Jesus' name, I release guilt, shame, remorse, regret, and the pain of everything that has held me back. I will no longer live in my mistakes because of the power of the cross that Jesus Christ died on and the power of the resurrection that caused Jesus to raise again from the dead. I receive forgiveness of my sins and I also forgive myself. And I refuse to let the pain of my past to dominate me anymore. And I thank you that I can enter into a new season. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. That's your first step. Your next step is this. If you prayed that prayer, we want to hear about it. Would you type in the comment section, that was for me. Come on, that's what we're going to do. That was for me. Come on, as you're watching, maybe you're on your TV, come on, just try to type it in. That was for me. And what's going to happen is this. You're going to release faith on people that are watching. And our team is going to reach out to you. In fact, we're going to put a number on the bottom of the screen. And if today you ask Jesus to forgive you of your sins, we want to hear about it. We're going to send you a brief next step guide to help you take your next steps so that you can be doers of the word of God and so that you can stay free of all the things in your past. Man, hasn't today been great? Man, I just feel a release, guys, right? Like, I just feel like, man, so many of us are walking in freedom today. I want you to know something. I love you. We at Brave Church, we don't want anything from you. We want to give to you. And I want you to know something. We're here to serve you. Those of you who call Brave Church your home, I want you to know the vision is very much alive. We've not pulled back. Would you be praying for all that God is doing at Brave Church? Would you pray for your pastor that God would give me wisdom, clarity, focus, and strength? I want you to know I love you. Your best days are in front of you. God bless you. Thanks for joining us for today's message from Brave Church. For more information or to get in touch with us, visit us at bravemiami.com.